La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Et bonjour, rugby friends, and welcome to the French Rugby Connection podcast. First edition of 2024, and I'm here today with my rugby friend, Mr. Bill Hooper. Uh, bon année to everybody. Yeah, bon année. You know what? In France, uh, you can say bon année until the 30th of uh, January. It's a tradition. Whereas I think in the UK, people stop after the first week. <laughs> Pretty much so, but I, I I get people always surprised when I, I always shake their hand and wish them a happy new year in the middle of January. They think I'm mad. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and talking about mad, you know, we, we because you are Breton as well. Well, 50% Breton. And how do you say happy new year in Breton? Blow is mad. Exactly. So, blow is mad to Bill. So, anyway, Champions Cup has started. Last weekend was the, the third round of the Champions Cup. It was. And, yes, yeah, third of four. So, uh, really, the round where we start to see the, the pools really beginning to sort of um, show who's going to qualify perhaps qualify in the top uh, top couple of places and get a home a home uh, playoff place uh, in the next round. And I have to say, congratulations to the French team. I mean, for some French team, they've really, really perked up, you know, because some of them had a few a few teething issues, especially, you know, La, La Rochelle, the reigning champion, who got defeated twice. But if, I, if there is a big, really big shock that happened, a big earthquake in the world of rugby was the massive defeat of my English team, you know who I'm talking about, you know, les rouges et noirs, but uh, no, I, no, I can't say les rouges et les noirs, mais allez les noirs, <laughs> it's of course, it's, uh, you know, my uh, small team from North London, uh, Saracens, my goodness. Yes, the, Fe the the Fez Hat boys got really taken to town. I don't know whether they went out and had a went and did a, a wine tour before the game, but wow, I don't think anybody expected them to be beaten by fifty five points to fifteen against Bordeaux Bagel. But wow, that 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 really was a a big result and a big statement. Let's not forget that Saracen won not only not only once but twice but three times. You know, on first time ever, 2016 in Lyon. I know because I was there to to cheer them on. 2017 in Edinburgh. I know because I was there to cheer them on and then party with them afterwards in the Jam Club. And then in 2019 and uh, Bordeaux, Bordeaux. <coughs> never beat us a team of that uh, caliber but it was very much a try fest you know how many tries were scored with a score of 55 i i lost i lost count now but there were some lovely tries weren't there yes Beautiful tries and started and finished by that new wonder kid beer beer barry superb absolutely bill there were nine tries that were scored 
and three tries in 20 ma 21 minutes. But let's not forget that uh, Bordeaux is a team rich with international. So you had the likes, of course, my favorite, Mathieu Jalibert. Ah, if I was 20 years younger. <laughs> Mathieu Jalibert was maturing nicely like a nice glass of wine alongside Penaud, Damien Penaud. And I remember you did mention that he used to play with his father and he feels that uh, Damien Penaud is playing better than his father. He mentioned that on the, on the TNT uh, summary after the game. And you also have uh, Lucu and Meofena, Louis Bialbiari and, and, and others. So very, very strong team. And, uh, and you know what? It did remind me a little bit of a déjà vu. You may remember, but I think it was last year, England, when England played against France in uh, Twickenham, they got beaten, I think. The Roses scored 10 points and the French scored 53 points. But yes, as I said, you know, su surprisingly, you know, from, from Saracen, you know, they, they lost, but they've got a few of their key players injured. Some of them, you know, are getting closer to retirement age. Vinipula, Mako has announced his retirement, you know, in terms of playing internationally. And yes, and Bordeaux team, Bordeaux Black were attacking non-stop. Saracens got dominated. Would you agree with my with my commentary? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I, I totally agree with what you say. I mean, Bordeaux, it was... Uh... It was a, a grand crew, wasn't it? It really was a, a superb performance. I, I think Saracens are in a little bit of a quandary at the moment, aren't they? There, there, there are obviously issues in the background there. You know, you said about the, the injury list. I think that's that's only part of the problem. I think there's a there's a deeper rooted issue there with Saracens, and I think uh, you know there's the story about uh, Farrell possibly going to play next season at uh, Racing so I think there's a there's a bit of a bit of um, uh, uneasiness in the ranks and uh, I think it's spreading around the club and it's this is what's causing the um, the issues at the moment and the result that we saw on last weekend yes and uh, how well prepared were they I don't know that's that's the question but so next week, Saracen must must at all costs win their their games against. Um, who are they playing against again? Uh, Saracens have got a very interesting game against Lyon. That's that is Le correct. Yes, Le Loup. Mm -hmm. So Lyon Lyon have qualified, but I'm sure that they would like to try and get a win and. Hopefully, see if they can pinch a, a home a home playoff tie, but it's going to be tough. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is from Saracens against against Lyon. So um, that's going to be one of the uh, interesting ties uh, on Saturday. Saturday coming. Yes, and uh, Bordeaux will be playing against which team? Bordeaux, a little trip. The Southern Hemisphere to play the Bulls. Oh, Bull currently ranks three, and I don't think any European team has yet beaten a team in South Africa, as far as I'm aware, unless I am wrong. 
I'm trying to think. I don't think they have. Exactly. But interesting. I picked up today that I think Bordeaux are going to give a couple of players a rest. I think Maxine Lucou is not going to be making the trip down to to uh, South Africa. I don't think Mathieu Jalibert will either. He's going to give them a bit, a bit of a rest before they they go off and start preparing for the Six Nations. That is correct because right now in Pool One, Bordeaux is currently at the top with 15 points, followed by Lyon with 12 points. Then we have Vodacom, Vodacom Bulls 10, Bristol 5 points, Saracens 5, and Connard 1. So hence the reason why Saracen must at all costs, you know, win. But I've seen, I've seen. Saracen rising of its uh, from its ashes, so I think they can they can meet that challenge heads on. It'll be interesting. Obviously, their their future in the competition depends on it. I don't think they really want to end up um, going down to play potentially in the uh, Challenge Cup because that's that's where the fifth place teams go, isn't it? Yes. They'll go into the Challenge Cup, so I don't think they really want to go in there if they can avoid it. But yeah, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. It'll be interesting to see what happens on, on Saturday. Uh, we'll see. So, just to recap, yeah. l'homme du match, the man of the match, was Mathieu Jalibert. And talking about Mathieu Jalibert, you know, it was very interesting to see two ten playing against each other. So Mathieu Jalibert is a massive supporter, admirer of of Owen Farrell. They're both, uh, you know, number ten, but the 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 style of playing is is different. You know, Farrell Owen Farrell likes playing, you know, more in a clinical way. Whether I think that he's more instinctive. That's uh... he is, and, that, and that's the beauty of him. He's he's a very instinctive player. You just don't know what he's going to do. Those lovely little deft picks over the, over the back of the advancing line, and he just I don't know. He he seems to manage to kick the ball, and it always seems to bounce back towards him, and he he's able to sort of break the line and and just cause absolute havoc. And I. I've got no doubt that he and Maxime Lecou are going to form the, the uh, half-back partnership for France. That'll be the first choice half-back partnership going into the Six Nations. Absolutely. And before we talk about the Six Nations, very briefly, Owen Farrell, so I think it's, uh, it, I would say probably 90% sure that he's going to move to uh, Racing 92. To have a break, I suppose, for a change of experience. Uh, he's still a young man, but he's, you know, he's, I think, he's, what, 32 years old? I think a change would probably do him some good. Yeah, so I think it'd be it'd do him good to go and play in a different championship. I'm sure the financial consideration is also one to think about. I'm sure Racing will pay very handsomely for his services. Whether he'll learn how to tackle in France, I really don't know. Exactly, that's probably one of his. Having said that, he doesn't mind getting dirty to be honest with you. He's a very, very hands on uh, player. Or, 
from perhaps he from... needs to go to French tackle school. Perhaps he'll learn the lesson there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we wish him all the best. You know, my 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 gut feeling is you know he's going to go. And strangely enough, I remember. In my younger days, no, not that long ago, I went to SSA uh, Evening Awards. Yeah, I think it was 2015, and I had to hand an award, I think, to... What's it? What is his name? Marco, not Marco Vanipula, but his brother. It was really, really tall. I remember I was wearing my high heel, but even so, <laughs> he had to bend down to uh, to give me a kiss, or for me to give him a kiss. <laughs> and uh, I asked after the... Um, The, the session, Mario uh, Otije, if there was a, if they, if he could go to France, you know, which team he would like to play for, and he did say Racing '92. But uh, I remember he did consider for a while, but there was that rule that uh, there's still that rule that if obviously you play for foreign teams, you know, you cannot be called up for the English squad. But I think that rule is going to be relaxed because the the amount of uh, English players that are playing. Overseas now has increased tremendously. Absolutely, yes, because there are obviously issues. I mean, there are issues in the English game, Premiership level, and financially. So, yeah, it's 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 a, a big it's a big issue that needs to be sorted out. And the salary cap is so low in uh, mm. in in England, you know, comparing to to France as well. Um, so, yes, I think the yeah needs to be reviewed to ensure that the premiership doesn't, uh, I wouldn't say disappear, but doesn't go down because it's now, uh, there are only 10 teams playing in the in the uh, premiership for various reasons, as we all know, you know, with the disappearance of WASP, London Irish, Foster Warriors and, and so on. But I wish all the best to the English Premier League, absolutely, 100%. So let's talk about something a bit more cheerful. <laughs> If you are French, so another another team that that did really really well was La Rochelle against uh, Leicester. Leicester, yes. in a 45 Absolutely. to 12. What a, what a great what a great game at Marcel de Flandre. They they really well a Leicester team. We've been going pretty well, to be fair. But La Rochelle had lost their opening two games and they've bounced back and a bonus point win and uh, 45-12. What a tremendous result. And uh, that, that try by Teddy Toma was absolute top draw, end-to-end. -end. Fantastic. What a try. Oh, it was absolutely smashing. And he actually, yeah, he scored not only one, but two tries. And he really, really needed to have that uh, success because lately he's been very meager <laughs> in terms of scoring tries. And I think he played on his system a little bit, but it's really good for his self-confidence, 100%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, uh, when he's on form, he's a, he's a class act, but... Um... But too, too too often we we don't see the best of yeah. Toma uh, at all, and um, yeah. It, but on Saturday he, he really did look sharp. Yes, and his uh, thing has reached the grand age of 30 years old or 31, which is old age, as you know, in rugby rugby terms. So he's not sure whether he might be qualified uh, for the next uh, World Cup. I think it's. Probably unlikely. I think it's, it's quite it's quite aware of that. But you know, from from La Rochelle, you know, Ronan Ogarasman finally you know won because they lost their their two games previously. 
It did, of course, you know, this Sunday they've got a, a big game at Sale, travelling to play Sale Sharks, so they really they really do need to get a, a win up in the north of England to try and uh, cement that qualification place. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, bad news, you know, for for some players, Dante, Dante and Pierre Bougari, you know, got injured. Bougari badly, he hurt his shoulder and will be out of action for four months, unfortunately. So can't, can't be considered, you know, for the signation. He was very, very hurt. He was in tears as he was leaving you know, the the pitch. And, yeah. and Dante as well, you know, uh, yes, injured, which is not... Not great news for, for Fabien Gatier. Hopefully, hopefully it's really it's just the um, you know the the head the, the head process now for the knocks. I mean, hopefully he will be available to play for for France. But um, yeah, we just got to make sure he goes through all the protocols and. Um, He'll be hopefully he'll be he'll be okay. I think he'll be he'll, you know he'll he'll still be joining up with the French squad for um, for training ahead of the, the tournament. Yeah. Yes. Agree. But one thing I have to say, you know, Ronan Rogara, I need to speak with his team. They behave very much like hooligans. <laughs> Not lack of discipline in on the pitch. You know, they they got uh, three yellow cards, and there was one moment when they were. There were only 13, 13 players playing against 15, so that could have been very, very dangerous. But uh, that game, I think, was saved by the heavyweight players with the like of Skelton. How nice it is to see Greg Aldritz, you know, back after his sabbatical of two months and feel like a, like a, a fresh number eight, if you can call it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that the, the little mini break he's had um, since the World Cup has certainly done him good. He's come back and he's, he's looking he's looking hungry, he's looking eager. So it'll be, I'm sure he'll be raring to go in that opening game against Ireland at, uh, in Marseille. So yeah, um, it's, good, it's good to see the old the old uh, Greg, Greg, Gregory Aldridge back and. Uh, Barring on all cylinders, absolutely wonderful. Yes, and uh, next week La Rochelle is going to play against Sale. Sale, of course. Yes, you didn't mention it. Leicester, yeah. the Tigers. Leicester, they've got a. They, <laughs> they've got Leinster, so that'll be uh, oh, a gosh. very interesting, an interesting one. But um, I suppose on current form, we really have to think that Leinster will probably win that one. Yes, and the team we just mentioned are in pool four. So heading pool four is Leinster with 14 points, followed by DHL Stormers with nine points, equally Leicester, nine points. Behind them is La Rochelle with seven points. Reason why is because they lost the, the previous two games. Then we got Cell Sharks and Poor Stade Francais. Stade Francais. It was a bad day in the office for Stade Francais last weekend. Yeah, I think it was um, really, they, they turned up, played a game, and that was about it, 43-7 mm. in the Aviva against Leinster. And um, I think they probably feel they, they were lucky to get seven. Yeah, I think they got uh, eaten alive. Yeah, um, so I think uh, Stade Francais will um, come back and concentrate on the top 14. Yes, 
I I agree as well. Not a team which didn't fare so well on only only just I would say so disappointingly frustrating because they were leading really really uh, comfortably. It's the it was the game of Racing when they played at the Rec against Bath on Saturday. Yes, yes, that was that was. Um... Yeah, it, it really was a really close run game, wasn't it? Twenty nine, twenty five. But you know, Racing, Racing seemed to have the game in hand. But again, they they, they let it slip. Bath, Bath are always a, a challenge on their home pitch. And to be fair to Bath, they have been going well this season. They're top of the Premiership at the moment, and they are playing some good stuff. So it'll be interesting. Of course, Bath, Bath have got a travel to Toulouse on next Sunday so that's going to be an interesting game isn't it? it should be a real feast because there's two teams that love to play attack and rugby it's going to be a rugby feast it's going to be a cracker 100% but you know one thing that really frustrated me watching you know Racing 92 is you know they were leading up to the 53rd minutes you know they were leading by I think 22 to 8 and then, you know, I'm afraid, you know, Finn Russell, whatever, whatever he did, maybe he had some, some nice beer during his, during his break. I don't know, even the help of Oli uh, Lawrence and Alfie Barber, you know, they, 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 they up, you know, they attacked. Yeah, yeah, but, but they certainly, they, they, they certainly dug deep and came back and, uh, and really took the game to, to Racing and, uh, yeah, I mean, fair play to, to Bath. They, they 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 deserve to win. They they play some good some great rugby, and and Rossing will be very disappointed to have let, uh, that that lead slip because they they obviously worked very hard to get that lead. But um, but there we are. Yes, okay, that's the uh, the nature of the game, isn't it? You yeah, pay for eighty minutes. Mm-hmm. And as you know, Henry Howard Arundel would join Racing '92. You know. Origi- originally played for Bath, so it must have been a bit of a strange uh, déjà vu or situation for for him. But uh, so situation with with uh, pool two. This is where uh, Bath is currently sitting. So you alluded earlier, Toulouse is leading, fifteen points, extremely motivated. You know they they are really raring to get to the as far as they can, followed by Bath with 15 points. Queens, not too far behind, 10. And then the last three, we have Ulster Rugby with 5, Racing 92-3, and Cardiff 2. So, big games, big decision matches for Racing next week. Well, they've got Cardiff in Paris next, next Saturday, so obviously they'll be looking to get a win there. But, yes. Uh, and, and hope it's enough to, to get them to get them a qualifying spot. But uh, the likelihood is they're going to be on the road in that uh, next round. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Uh, it would be nice for Jackie Lorenzetti to get <laughs> uh, to get you know that elusive you know Champions Cup because three times they went to finals but they they got defeated. So I think that's a. Yes, one of their wish every year. Anyhow, let's talk about Toulouse against Ulster. Oh, that was that was a cracking game. It really was a superb game. In a really 
never easy to go to Ulster and play in front of the, the home fans there who are passionate. The lose really just just took the game. Beautiful opening try for Matisse Lebel to get them on their way and they just poured and <laughs> the pretty general was in charge again. He just bossed the game and uh, marvellous. It's, it's hard to think that we're not going to see him playing 15s for a while. I think that would have been his, his last game before he gets involved with the uh, with the France 7 set up now in the build-up to uh, the Olympic Games in Paris uh, in July. Yes, but like we said, maybe he needed that break to to discover a different part of rugby. Uh, and also, it's such a massive occasion. Can you imagine playing for in the Olympics for in France? Uh, what a fascinating yeah. experience. So, uh, I think psychologically... Oh, exactly. It's once-in-a-lifetime, isn't it? Once-in-a-lifetime occasion to play uh, in your home, home Olympics uh, in France. Uh, uh, so for him, it's, it, it's a big thing. And... Um, Yes. Well, we'll have to see how he goes, but he certainly signed off with a wonderful performance um, up in uh, up in Belfast, and uh, we shall miss him uh, in the 15s game. So, yeah, I'll probably get some tickets for the Olympics to watch him play uh, in the seven. I'll find a way around. You know me. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> I know but you, yes, yes <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so but but that game, you know, uh, uh, generated seven tries, and the first try in a was score after. Second minute after the second minutes, and one we've got a new French player now. Meafou finally got his got his French uh, nationality uh, approved, so he's very very proud. Of well, yes, Meafou's got uh, got his got his nationality, so yeah, he's going to be probably in the mix for Six Nations. Um, perhaps it's um, Thibaut Flamand being. Unavailable, um, Correct. certainly for the opening games. Yes. Well, be he'll have his chance there and then. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, uh, he's he's certainly uh, he's certainly a player who can sort of uh, add a lot to uh, to the French uh, French pack. And let's not forget, he's a force of nature. He's absolutely massive. He's, uh, he's over, is he close to meters? He's big, he's strong, he's fast, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. He's certainly not going to... The French pack certainly isn't going to be uh, diminished by his presence. It's going to be uh, probably reinforced even more, even more formidable just by the sheer physical presence that he brings. Yeah, absolutely. Let us forget, you know, his history. He, he came from Australia and he's been living in France for five years. And a few years ago, I remember, you know, he asked uh, <laughs> when Emmanuel Macron was uh, greeting or shaking hands of all the players, as probably for Toulouse, he asked <laughs> to speed up his uh, his passport, a French passport. That was quite a, quite amusing, but no, he didn't. Uh, no special favor, you know, still had to wait. You know, how French bureaucracy works, you know, it takes a long time as well so uh, oh, yeah do. oh yes i know <laughs> yeah but he did say you know yeah so he received his uh, his french nationality on the 9th of november and he's very proud to be to be french and he's only 25 years old as well can you imagine we still he's got what seven years in front of him seven eight years at something least. like that at, at least. least exactly at least yeah i mean uh, you know he could he could play well into his 30s he could still be a powerful presence Yes, and is he going to be scared? 
you know, his weight, he weighs 120 kilos. Mm. Which is, I don't know how many stone it's that. Must have, uh, as we say, as you say in French, there, say I'm a more than that. We're talking about, I don't know. So, uh, 120 kilo is a, is is absolutely massive, and it's also it's a, they call him Le Colos, Le Colossal, Colossal uh, yeah. player. So yeah, so watch out uh, for him. You know, <laughs> for the Six Nations, he's going to hurt. You know, whoever is going to tackle and is. Is already making a few a few players uh, uh, apprehensive. So Lyon, who did they play last weekend? Very briefly. Oh, they they were at home to Connacht. So yeah, thirty four twenty. They they beat the uh, the Irish side. So they're qualified for the uh, as we said before. They qualify for the the next round. So yeah, so they've got um, as we said. Uh, Earlier they got Saracens uh, this weekend, so it's going to be. Uh, I say that's going to be an interesting game, especially for Saracens. But yeah, Lyon. I should think Lyon will be pretty pleased to have qualified for the next round, and I'm sure they'll uh, they'll hope to go a bit further if they, if they can. It obviously, depends on how the, the draw pans out and whether they uh, they end up with a home or a, an away playoff match to. We'll, we'll know after after this coming weekend, but uh, no, they certainly they certainly play well, and there's one or two Lyon players who could well be featuring in the Fabian Galtier's plans for the for the Six Nations. Correct, and in Pool Three, Bayonne is lagging with three points. Surprisingly, yeah. Toulon two points. So it really, really wasn't a great uh, for those French teams. Yeah, too long was disappointing. I mean, they were leading monster, but they let, again they let the game slip rather like they did against Exeter. Mm-hmm. Same the same scenario. They were leading, and then monster came back. The yes. Disappointing twenty nine eighteen defeat at Mayol for for too long, and Bayonne were just totally obliterated by by Northampton. Mm-hmm. They were inspiring. Courtney Laws was played, had an absolutely blinding game he really was everywhere and not just in attack but also in defense and Bayonne and Toulon who is uh, who are they going to play against next weekend Bayonne oh I think they've got Exeter haven't they that's it yes they're playing the Chiefs Exeter Chiefs are down there playing uh, playing them so that's not going to be that's not going to be easy is it because Exeter, I want to sort of make sure that they can sort of uh, close in on a potential home game in the in the playoffs. So yeah, so uh, it'll be that's, that'll be that'll be an interesting one. But um, I suppose on current form. But then again, Bayonne at home are a different beast to Bayonne away, aren't they? So yes, yeah. The, that, when that crowd gets behind them, wow, it's something else. And. Uh, Exeter will have to be on top form to um, to sort of try and get get a result there. Oh, it's so, going to be yeah. a wonderful game to watch. Hopefully, yeah. you know, to they're going to show on TV the the, the famous uh, chant of Bayonne, La Panayena. I forgot what it's called, but uh, yeah, yes. that's it's a... Sunday afternoon, half past five. So oh. yeah, we look forward to watching that one. I think it's the last. It's the last game of the uh, of the uh, 
of that round of the of the Champions Cup. So that'd be a great a great game. So big day tomorrow, Bill. He is going to divulge the list of his uh, of the thirty four players that will be preparing for the Six Nations. So who do you think might yeah. be there, in your opinion? Oh, well. <laughs> except, we except Monsieur... Already, we? we mentioned quite a few, a few names. So yes. Well, I'm going to go and say the halfback pairing is going to be Maxime Lucou and uh, Mathieu Jalibert. They're definitely, I'm sure they're definitely going to be there. So, uh, But there's a few names that are circulating around who could well come into the squad... Nicolas Deportiere from Bordeaux Berg at centre. That's gonna that could be an interesting an interesting addition to the squad. So and uh, also one or two players like Melvin Jaminet who may not make it. He may not get the cut this time. Gabin Villiers, another player who's probably on thin ice as well, hasn't really performed. So there could well be some new. Young players who could be coming in, Roma Bios from uh, again from Bordeaux at uh, fullback is has been talked about, as has Stade Francais Leo Beret, exciting player. Yes. Um, so we're going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, as I said, the the experts have had their uh, the pundits have had their. Uh, They say they've, they've got. They've all put down the, who they think might come in, but uh, there's only one man who knows what that list is, and that's Monsieur Gautier. And uh, we shall yeah. find out tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, just in time when our podcast is being released, and we'll see whether we are right or not. But, and the reason, you know, Fabien Gautier had to to be creative and think laterally in terms of uh, finding new players is because the, <laughs> there are lots of his players which are injured. I'm afraid, you know, Romain Tamak, he still hasn't recovered from his uh, ACL injuries. They are injured his, his knee as well. Jean-Baptiste Gross, is, you know, hasn't recovered. He had some issues with his cervicals. And unfortunately, the hooker, Pierre Bougari, last weekend, you know, isn't injured his shoulders and he won't be available for the next four months now. Uh, and like you alluded earlier, Thibaut Flimont as well as injured his, uh, his feet. So he won't, he won't be there for the first games against Ireland. So, uh, you know, and, and obviously we've got to see how Jonathan Bonte comes through. It's not going to see if he's going to be, if he will be fit or not, but we'll have to wait and see because he obviously is a, is a big, Player in midfield there for France, so we should we should have to wait and see. But uh, and Dylan Dylan Cretan, another one who's who's injured as well. So there yes. are there are some uh, there are some gaps there, and there's some, but there are some good players who can come in and state their claim. So yes. we shall see. But we know that the French team will be formidable. Oh yes, the thing is this time round, you know, they, it's not a young team anymore. They are reaching their thirties. They've got the experience now. Been there, done that, worn the T-shirt more than once, you know, not like when they first came to the scene in 2019 when nobody knew any of their, uh, of their names, when they had about two or three, you know, selections. 
So that's a, that's, that's a positive effect. And of course, it's going to be, la première is going to be Emmanuel Maff, who will be the debutante. So it's going to be a big occasion for, for him for, to see uh, Emmanuel you know, wearing a French, <laughs> a French jersey. So, yes, in terms of captain, uh, it's very likely that uh, Olivon will be, uh, will be the skipper. I would think so. I would, I would, I would think that Charles Yvonne would get the nod. I mean, he's, he's done it before. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, 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 he is a very imposing player. Um, yes. So, yes. yeah, all, all, things going, all things being well, I would expect Charles Yvonne to lead France mm. into this campaign. Yes. And I wonder, I wonder whether our compatriot, Breton Capriot, uh, compatriot from Vannes, Monsieur Nolan Le Garec, with a, who's got a very, very Breton name. <laughs> you know, in France, you recognize people who've got Breton name. That's Breton were obliged to speak uh, French. My great-grandmother, my grandmother were obliged to speak French at school, but at home they spoke Breton. So uh, so that's what we recognize. We know that he's, he's, he's Breton. So he, he got called uh, a few times by the French team, and I think... He should have played. He was on the bench uh, during, I think it was Italy against France, but he never played. So we'll see whether it'll be his first time or not playing for one of the I games. Think, I think he'll come in. I think he'll be on the squad. I think he'll be the third scrum half. Uh, I think, um, obviously, Lucu and Kuyu will probably be also in the squad. But, um, no, I, I think uh, we, sh- we shall see uh, the guy uh, and hopefully he will. He will get a. He'll get. He'll get caps. It'll be good to see a, another Breton <laughs> getting caps. I think the last, last, uh, the last Breton to get caps uh, many, many years ago. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see. You know, uh, the only person that knows at that stage is Fabien Gatien. Who knows? He might even change his mind between. We n- we never know for sure. Obviously. So we shall it. see. It all will be revealed tomorrow. Tomorrow, indeed. And looking forward again to an exciting rugby weekend. And we'll see whether the French will be successful or not in reaching the, the next stage. Because yeah. they didn't start really well at all. It was very much the English team that really surprised everybody. Yes, I think so. But... You know, I think there was obviously a, a big surprise that La Rochelle was slow starters, but hopefully they'll they're coming up now and um, they'll get they'll come through. Toulouse are always there or there thereabouts. Bordeaux Bergler looking good. So and Lyon as well. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody else can sort of come through on the final weekend and nick one of those playoff places and uh, get get in get in the next round well, we shall find out indeed weekend. indeed and on that note au revoir bill à bientôt la pendule fait tic tac tic tic les oiseaux du lac pic pac pic pic glou 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 font tous les dindons et la jolie cloche ding ding dong mais boum quand notre cœur fait boum tout avec lui dit boum et c'est l'amour Qui s'éveille